for some unknown reason and for a good number of years, I have been asked to provide some sort of commentary for my local village primary school sports day. So after a break of a couple of years due to government restrictions, I was back again in my usual place a few days ago trying to make sense of what was going on and um, at the same time keeping the enthusiastic crowd of parents informed uh, of what I thought was happening. Well, apart from the occasional interjection of how things used to be back in the day when we used proper sacks in the sack race and real eggs in the egg and spoon race, um, along with mention of things such as an alleged case of the use of chewing gum before the days of blue tack to assist in this event. Uh, well, apart from all of that, I see my job as also being to encourage those who might be slightly less gifted in the uh, uh, the sporting department uh, to, 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 to keep going, even when everyone else has finished, um, whilst reminding all that it's not all about coming first or second or third, uh, but it's all about taking part, having fun, and most importantly, finishing the race. Well, with only one exception, when one child fell somewhat painfully at the first metaphoric hurdle during a sprint, and all did indeed finish the course. One or two might have finished in a, a more or less dramatic fashion, um, but all got over the finishing line one way or another. And that's what really matters in life, that we keep going and we don't give up. You know, even if we might trip up or drop the occasional wooden egg along the way, we pick it or ourselves back up and we uh, we keep going. Uh, we, 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 we can't all be the best. Uh, we can't all finish first, but we can all finish the course. Well, I suspect that I may not be alone in having started certain tasks but never quite getting around to finishing them. I wouldn't be terribly surprised if some of us, you know, might have some sort of unfinished project hiding somewhere around the house or in the workshop or somewhere or other. I don't know, maybe a, maybe a book you're writing that's still missing the final chapter or a, a yet-to-be-assembled birdhouse under the workbench or even a half-finished set of knitted egg cozies. Well, I know that it can often be something of a challenge to begin a new project or activity or whatever it might be, but it can sometimes be an even greater challenge to keep going and, and, and to, to, to see it through to the end. 
And that seems to be particularly true when we run into difficulties or something seemingly more urgent demands our attention and, well, then we never quite get back to doing whatever it was that we were doing before. And, and, and maybe some things are just not worth finishing. Or whatever has taken us away is a far more worthy pursuit and a, a better use of our time. I mean, it, it's not necessarily worth completing a task just for the sake of it, is it? I mean, if it simply isn't worth completing. Life's too short to spend it on things just for the sake of it. Sometimes reading the first chapter of a book is enough to convince you that the rest of it really won't be worthwhile reading or watching the opening you know, minutes of a film you know, is enough to know that you should turn over or turn off altogether. But there are some things in life which are worth pursuing with every ounce of effort we possess, and there's nothing more worthy than the journey upon which we embark when we begin to walk with God. I mean, that is quite simply worth giving up all other pursuits to pursue. It's, it's rather like finding buried treasure, you know, hidden in a, in a, a field, and as, a, a, as, as soon as you find it, you, you, you hide it again, uh, and then sell whatever you have just so that you can buy the field. Well, the, the rule or the, the kingdom of God is, is like that, and that's what Jesus said. Uh, the thing is, nothing could possibly be worth more than that. Pursuing the things of God, living under his rule and authority, walking with him through life all the days he has given us, is worth more than anything this world might have to offer, even, even the life of our own bodies. On a number of occasions in Scripture, our walk with God in Christ is spoken of as running in a race. It's spoken of in other ways too, but the race analogy, I think, can be really rather useful. And when we think of a race, we're to think of something challenging, something which is not necessarily easily accomplished. You were running well, Paul wrote to believers in what was known as Galatia. But then he adds, who hindered you from obeying the truth? Something or someone was getting in their way and was leading them astray. It's uh, as as if they'd allowed an intruder onto the track, causing them to be diverted off course. 
Later in the New Testament, uh, another writer spoke of numerous men and women who had lived their lives by faith. They had already run in their races, so to speak, but he speaks of them as being um, a, a, an encouragement to us as we run in the race of life. This is what he says. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and, and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. You know, I think that's, that's one of the most encouraging pictures painted within the pages of the New Testament scriptures, encouraging us to keep on keeping on. It's as if we're being taken into an arena in which we are to run in a race. All around us, maybe as if they were spectators in the crowd, there are those who witness to the possibilities of living life by faith. They let us know by their presence, by uh, the, the records of their life, that it can be done. And I think we should find that a, a great comfort. But then the writer urges us to get rid of everything that might weigh us down and everything that might trip us up as we race around the track. As I watched the children the other day competing in their sack races, I remember doing the same when I was considerably younger than I am today. Of course, you know, back then we used proper potato sacks, but the, the principle was you know, really just the same. Whenever we try to live our lives weighed down with the things of this world and keeping hold of those habits and behaviours which get between us and God. Whenever we try to do that, well, it's like trying to run in a race with our legs in a sack. It's jolly difficult. And even if everyone else has the same handicap, none are going to break any athletic speed records, at least not until sack racing is introduced onto the field of international athletics. And I must say, I think that would be um, rather exciting. No, no, no. no we, we, we're, we're to get rid of anything which might hinder our progress and run the race with endurance. Hmm. 
Now that's a rather splendid word, isn't it? Endurance. And it has the idea of running until the race is completed, regardless of how difficult it might be. In fact, the word used here for race in the original language is a work from which we get our word agony. This is to be a, a gruelling contest, but one which is to be seen through to the end, keeping our eyes fixed firmly on Jesus. Many years ago, I had a teacher who, when speaking of this word endurance, referred to it as stickability, sticking at it no matter what. When the going gets tough, the faithful keep going. They stick at it. What a marvellous uh, thing to possess. And actually, thinking about um, gruelling contests as we were, I remember many years ago competing in a 1500 metres event at Crystal Palace. It was our senior school sports day, but I was certainly uh, no athlete. I, 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 I'd been volunteered for this event simply because I wasn't present when the events were being allocated. You know how that kind of thing goes. And for obvious reasons, nobody else wanted to do this, it being the longest race on the programme. Well, I remember standing in the stadium at the uh, uh, the, the starting line, uh, waiting for the starting pistol, as uh, uh, was the practice in those days. I remember being there in the stadium at the starting line and realising that I was supposed to run all the way around the track, no fewer than four times. And I remember thinking that that really was rather ridiculous. Well, nevertheless, I I rose to the challenge, and though not everyone finished, I did, and I came in ninth out of 16 who started. I've absolutely no idea uh, how long it took me, uh, but that really didn't matter. I was absolutely determined to finish the race. Well, Maybe you are an athlete. Uh, I've, I've got a friend who routinely ran races of 100 miles in 24 hours. Seriously, yeah. Uh, maybe you've run in a marathon or a <clears throat> half marathon or you know, something even more sensible. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really not a runner. You, you might have sensed that. I, I'm a walker, a jolly swift walker, but I, I'm not a runner. But if you do that sort of thing, if you are an athlete in any capacity, you'll know all about training, the training that is involved in order to reach your peak performance. You'll know all about keeping up your distances when training, eating the right food and the right amount of it, pacing yourselves and you know all of those kinds of things. 
You'll maybe know all about getting up several hours earlier each morning just so you can fit in your training into your, your busy schedule. I do know that whenever we watch athletes running or competing in some way in some major sporting event, I do know that what we see is nothing compared with the, the years of training that have gone into their preparation. But it's almost certainly been a tough road for them to travel. Well, elsewhere. Elsewhere, um, in the writings of the New Testament, Paul wrote to believers in ancient Corinth, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So, he says, run, that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. Well, they do it to receive a, a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not you know, box as, as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others I myself should be disqualified. Ooh. Self-control, hey? Discipline. If these are things needed by those who compete in the games of this world, and those to whom Paul was writing would have been particularly familiar with the Isthmian games which took place in Corinth every other year, well, if self-control and discipline are required by those who compete in the games of this world, how much more should our lives be disciplined and self-controlled, knowing that we are embarked upon a far grander race? Much of the world in general knows little of such things. At least that's my general observation. For many, life is more haphazard and chaotic than it is self-controlled and disciplined. But for the follower of Jesus, things are to be different. As followers, we are disciples of Jesus, and by definition, a disciple is one who lives according to the discipline of his or her teacher. And the implications of this are really, truly immense. Just like just like the athlete preparing to compete in the games, we cannot afford to live a life of luxury, but we must learn to deny ourselves. We cannot simply live in any way we please, but we must live according to the teachings of Jesus. 
Our lives need to be structured and and relatively orderly. Not that we need to live by a rigid schedule as if we were part of some monastic community. Uh, But we should set aside time for thinking about the Word of God, speaking with our Heavenly Father and learning to experience what it means to walk Uh, to walk with him day by day. Life was never meant to be free of pain. And and those who train to compete in the games, to, to run in the race, they'll tell you that there is no gain without pain. But when it comes to the things of heaven, oh, how glorious is that gain. So Paul would later write, um, near to the end of his life on earth, he said, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith, henceforth there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. And do we not all love his appearing? Well, maybe there's been something here for us to think about in our own uh, walk with God. May he, our loving, merciful Father in heaven, give us the strength that we need to run this race with endurance. May he give us wisdom to know how best to run by ridding ourselves of all those things that so often hold us back. May he give us courage to live disciplined lives of self-control that we might run with determination and purpose all the way to the end. And may he bless us abundantly so that we might truly be a blessing to those around us. Thank you.